Hello and welcome to the Food to Freedom podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help you improve your relationship with food, eating and your body so you can live a healthy, happy and thriving life. If you enjoyed the podcast, then share it with the world. And if you want some support with your food and body freedom journey, then find more details in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. Um, I hope you're doing well and I hope your February is going great. I think the same way as we pretty much uh, all agreed that January was like the longest month ever, I think we can also agree that February is going way too fast. I don't know if everyone feels the same, but it is crazy. We're halfway, well, more than halfway through the month now. Um, So yeah, I think um, I sent an email out earlier this week um, just saying how there has been a common theme with my clients in the past few weeks. Um, I I want to say like from the beginning of the year even. um, And it's this high stress, um, rushing through life, not being able to stop. Um, So if that's the case for you as well, I hope that February is bringing you some more downtime and that hopefully you can find um, tiny moments of peace uh, in your days. Um, I know that can be quite a challenge, but it is so important to implement these little moments, even if that's only a couple of minutes, um, a a few times throughout the day. Um, So yeah, I hope you are not feeling that rushed right now and that you'll enjoy today's episode, which actually um, we will touch a little bit on self-compassion and it's a really important topic to discuss, to talk about, to um, explore a little bit more. And recently I got an email from Precision Nutrition about this research that has been done. And um, while the study findings are perhaps um, not that new to me, um, because I've been reading about self-compassion for a while, um, I think it's really interesting to delve a a little bit deeper. So basically they um, they looked at the relationship among self-compassion, body image and eating habits, particularly in mothers. So they recruited 100 moms, um, they had them fill out these questionnaires about self-compassion, about body esteem and about their eating habits. And um, the study found that moms who scored higher on self-compassion were more likely to have a healthier relationship with food. This is interesting because mostly when we talk about self-compassion, people think, oh, self-compassion is being kind to yourself, so 
I don't want to do that because then I will just let myself go. Well, this shows you that is not the case because moms who scored higher on self-compassion, they their diets were higher quality. They were also more likely to be intuitive eaters and they were less likely to experience emotional eating. Also, really importantly, um, those mothers were also found to have higher levels of body esteem. So what the researchers, researchers propose is that a better, I'm just reading here, um, a better image of one's own body is what makes healthier eating behaviors possible. So what are we getting at here, right? If we work on developing, cultivating self-compassion, we will be more likely to have healthier eating habits and to have a better body image. Um, I think it's really important to um, think about self-compassion as one of the most important factors in your journey towards um, creating a healthy or towards having a healthier relationship with food, towards having um, a more positive body image. And when we talk about self-compassion, um, there are three main components of self-compassion. Number one is mindfulness. And what we are talking uh, about here is being non-judgmental, being aware of what you're doing, what you're thinking, uh, feeling or experiencing, but not placing any judgment on that. The second component is common humanity, which is recognizing that you're a part of a greater whole. Um, we are not, you are not isolated um, and everyone struggles. Sometimes you're not the only one um, with those problems, so you are not alone. And the third component of self-compassion is self-kindness. So just, you know, um, being generous, being decent to yourself. Um, and the good news, of course, is that self-compassion isn't something that you either have or don't have, but it can be cultivated. So um, in my coaching, this is something that um, I implement with clients. We build um, their, or yeah, we build, we work on their self-compassion through different, um, tools. And one thing that could help put things a little bit into perspective is, um, if we just go through those three, those three main elements, um, that I mentioned and, um, how it would work, it would work in, um, on a client example, for for example, on a client example, for example, cute. Um, so let's say uh, this client is experiencing emotional eating, and they they would usually 
beat themselves up every time after um, an episode of emotional eating. What we can try here is practicing the three main elements of self-compassion. So the first one being mindfulness. In the moment, we would then encourage ourselves or um, this, uh, this client to say, to be mindful of what they're experiencing. So maybe writing it down or saying it in their heads or out loud. Okay, I am eating because I am stressed or I'm sad. It doesn't feel great, but I just don't know what else I can do. So this would mean, this is how it would look like to be mindful of of the situation without placing any judgment on it. Then the second component, common humanity, it would be saying something like, I can understand what, or maybe something like, um, it's understandable that what I am, that I'm doing this because I am struggling with some difficult stuff in the moment, at this moment. And I know I am not the only one. A lot of people struggle with emotional eating when they are stressed or sad, whatever it is that we're feeling in that moment. And then the third component is self-kindness. So instead of beating yourself up, saying, okay, this is not how I want to behave, I want to do something different. So to start, I will take a deep breath. Maybe if um, this person is working with a coach, they can run through the toolbox of strategies that are available to them. And then they can say, okay, in this moment, I will decide to step away from the food for five minutes, I will take a break and then I will see what I want to do next. So without beating yourself up, um, but instead showing yourself kindness and understanding. So obviously these are um, sometimes challenging to work on in isolation or to work on yourself. But a great way to start practicing self-compassion is to write yourself a compassionate letter. So when you're going through something difficult, um, maybe, you know, and this doesn't necessarily need to be related to your eating or your body image, it can be anything. So maybe you are struggling with a difficult project at work. You don't feel like you are qualified enough or you have doubts about your skills. Um, in those moments, it can be great to write a letter to yourself um, and just in the letter mm, write 
write down the things that you're struggling with. Um, you then acknowledge uh, how you're feeling and you also understand that it is okay to feel this way. Um, you can, again, remind yourself that you are human. You can remind yourself that you are not alone in those doubts or those struggles that many people feel the same way. Um, you can remind yourself that feeling this way um, is normal when you're doing something new or when you are um, experiencing something unknown. And it's just about writing a kind, forgiving letter the same way a good friend would communicate with you or offer you um, comfort, right? Um, so when you take a different view, so a view of a kind friend talking to you, then you might change your uh, the way you speak to yourself. And you can also think about the way your friends would communicate with you, right? Um, they wouldn't use harsh language. Um, they wouldn't beat you up um, for your mistakes or your doubts. They would offer a kind. They would offer kind ways of um, communication and advice. So after you're done. You can then take some time to read this letter and allow yourself to really absorb the words and just notice how this feels. So this is a really great way to start practicing self-compassion. It's an exercise I like to use with clients as well because working on your relationship with food, on your body image, these are the things that these are really challenging things uh, the process is you know it can be difficult it can be frustrating sometimes and it is so important in those moments to show ourselves self-compassion rather than judging ourselves for our struggles um, for in our eyes lack of progress um, or for our mistakes what the judgment does is it it works in the opposite direction right we might feel that by being harsh on ourselves we are helping um, push ourselves in the right direction but actually it works in quite the opposite way we might feel more stuck we might feel like a failure and we might just give up because what's the point whereas with showing yourself compassion you are more likely to take those opportunities take those mistakes as opportunities to learn and develop further so you're more likely to actually achieve your goals. So I hope this offered you a new perspective on self-compassion and why it is so important that we cultivate it 
if we want to um, progress further in our goals. And again, these don't necessarily need to be nutrition um, or health goals uh, in general. So I hope this was helpful. It would be lovely to hear your feedback if you found this uh, research surprising, if you found out something new today, please let me know. And apart from that, have a great rest of your day and take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone else might benefit from it, then please share it with them. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you at the next one.